What's up, Rockstar? My name's Heidi, and I'm a wife, mom, nurse practitioner, singer-songwriter, and former front woman of a rock band who loves putting a smile on everyone's face. I want to give you a front row seat to honest and real motivation to help you be the rock star I know you are. You'll also get VIP access to hear from others who are rocking their lives, passions, and careers. So get your ticket ready, sit back, enjoy the show, and get ready to rock. What's up, Rockstar? So today on the podcast, we have my friend and fellow musician, Dave Mouton. If you know Dave, you know that he is the creator as well as the saxophonist in the band Sold Out. Okay, they are absolutely amazing. They are such a fun time and put on such an amazing performance. And Dave does a great job job of leading the band. Uh, We actually had them play uh, at me and Joe's wedding back in 2018. They have played for countless other weddings and events in South Louisiana, as well as the Gulf Coast area. It was so cool to get to talk to Dave today about how he started out with music as a child and the experiences that he has had with it over the years um, as a father, as a husband, and just as a person, the growth that he has had. It was really cool today also to talk to him about this new music that he has created over the past year because of the pandemic that he is now putting out into the world and wants to let everyone know that music can be anything you make it and you can put your if you put your mind to it, you can totally do it. All right, y'all. We hope you enjoy the show. I am so excited to have you here today with us, Dave. Seriously. Um First, I want you to talk a little bit about yourself, and then um, we're going to talk a little bit more about different band experiences you've had, as well as how you got into music, and then I'll share a little bit of my story, too, mixed in with that. That sounds good? All right. So introduce yourself and give us a little little background, a little story. Sure. My name is Dave Mouton. I'm a professional saxophonist, and I own and operate and manage the band Sold Out as part of a company called Sold Out Entertainment. Um, I have four children, two grandchildren, a third on the way. And during the pandemic, I turned my garage into a studio and released an album internationally. Cool. If that doesn't say I'm the crazy guy next door, I don't know what does. <laughs> As my kids call me, I, it's like the rock star in the garage. Yeah. Uh, in a small town here in Youngsville, Louisiana. Cool, cool. Okay, so you are married as well, correct? Yes, 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 I am. I am married. Um, my wife, Jessica, she is a special education teacher, teaches sixth grade, and she's the mother of four of what I call my bonus children. Nice. Um, and they are every bit as feisty and aggravating, but amazingly gratifying as my own. Um, so uh, it's a good pairing. You know, we have the big, the blended family. My wife is, is she's beautiful. She's brilliant. Uh, she's, she's great. And so together we make a pretty good team. And the fact that her dad is a professional musician, saxophonist, actually. Really? Yes. And he travels. And so she and her, her grandfather is in the Louisiana Music Hall of Fame. What? I mean, a gentleman by A.B. Saunier. So there's a there's music and there's lineage in her blood, um, 
and so she grew up around this scene. So it, it, it's interesting how we've come kind of full circle. And I've known her since she was like in pigtails running around the band room. So, right, right. And, and so it, it's very cool that we finally kind of reconnected and, and we found a, a, a home in one another. Nice. For, for my crazy and my music. And obviously for her, it, it gives her just, it's almost like her childhood. She says, it always feels like home. Right. So, yeah. No, definitely. That's, cool. that's awesome. That is awesome. Okay. So she grew up with, around music and with music in her life. How did you get started with music? So music for me was that thing that my mom and dad knew that I needed to do something with all the energy and crazy and, and felt like band was a good thing. And I didn't know what instrument I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. I remember I was watching a video on MTV in 1984-85. It was a, the video for Sheila E. Glamorous Life. Guys playing a soprano saxophone. That's the short one, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I said, I want to play that. And so it took me to the music store, and the guy said, you, you can't ever play that. That's for the really good saxophone players to play. Oh, okay. Wow, yeah. okay. So he said, Here, here's this ugly, boring alto saxophone that your mom and dad are going to pay me, you know, 50, 60 bucks a month for the rest of their life. <laughs> and you can play this, you can play the saxophone. And, and really from there, it was like the only hour of the day in school that made sense. You okay. know, like the rest yeah. of the day was boring, but go to band with Mr. Lewis at, you know, Katie in middle school or elementary in Lafayette and just play. And he was so cool. He was a trumpet player. He still was gigging at the time. He talked to us like we were in his band. Like, hey, cat, you know, cat, yeah. we're gonna break you. He was so cool, and uh, and that continued on through high school for me. But I changed teachers, and, and a man who's actually just a mentor. He's my father figure. His name's Daryl Combe. He was this kid that he recruited this dumb, skinny kid who could barely really play saxophone. It's kind of like dancing in a chair. Um, but he took a chance on me, and. You know, when I was in high school, band is the, probably the only reason why I didn't just quit school and just move to Guatemala and just <laughs> become a rock star there. Right. Um, which is what the plan kind of was. Um, but he took a chance on me. And he taught me a lot about music and realized that I, maybe I could teach. I really liked teaching kids. And I used to work in the summer music programs. Okay. Went on to college. Said, I'm going to be a teacher. Cool. Be a band director, right? Great, yeah. pro- great profession. Yeah. Nah, I still want to be a rock star. <laughs> so, so I really kept that idea in my head. And obviously at some point it's like, Hey, I do need to do something for a career. Mm-hmm. And obviously I settled on education and I taught and I love teaching. Um, but at some point, you know, you know, I moved on to other careers that were, you know, I had my music on the weekends and, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm a band director and I don't want to play anymore. Nah. And as a teacher, I wasn't making a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. And it, it started off, I'm going to start a band. And uh, through meeting different people 21 years later that, hey, let's go out and find a gig and make 75 bucks extra this month so we can do something cool. Turned out to be the way that we, we, we do things still today. Yeah. On a obviously much more refined scale. Yeah. And it means something more. It used to be the wonder if I can. I wonder if I should. 
and now it's like that that it's that mindset way of life. has yeah it's, it's worked it's worked yeah it, it's worked and in to a lot of people it's very strange and with you know the day after Father's Day and my dad I actually invited my dad over for a sleepover and and just the way that he looks at it my dad doesn't even know what I really do he's older and mm-hmm. he knows a play saxophone he knows that I'm a musician and he's well aware and has all of the senses but in his mind no musician is supposed to not be starving to death right or you know, it's yeah, just, it's, and, the, it's the stereotype and, of that, of that time that, you know, that they grew up is. in. Yeah, it is. And so when he says that, I realize that and how blessed that I am to have, you know, this career and, and a family that is supportive because I, I know it's not easy. No. So no. my dad's saying, Hey, you do a good job. And you, you know what? All those musicians, y'all not all on drugs and, and doing crazy <laughs> things and, and tearing up hotel rooms. I'm like, dad, I never was that kind of musician, but it just goes to show that most folks just don't know the difference. They don't know. Yeah. They just see like what's what's out there, either put on social media or um, yeah. what was glamorized in the past and, and not what's current or um, that it can really be a way of life for people like it has turned out to be for you now, you know? It has. It has. And, and, and I think a lot of it has to do with I watched a lot of people that I respected and loved and, and, and watched them go through this business. Well, as when I was younger and mm-hmm. didn't even think I was good enough to even try because it wasn't a conscious effort. Heidi. It wasn't like, Hey, I think I'm gonna be a rock star. No, yeah. I was kind of kidding. I thought that was the only thing I was good at. Right. And well, then you realize there's a bunch of people good, just like you. Right. So you have to find a way to make yourself special. And, and, and I'm just glad that I found the right mix of people that understands that it's, it's not about what we thought it was. It's about really, this is how I feel my family, but I absolutely love it. And it's possible to do both. Right. Yeah. To love what you do and still genuinely love music and performing. And for me, I never forget that it made the difference for me being this kid that quite honestly probably wouldn't have finished high school, probably would have quit. Right. High school was too aggravating. Teachers want to talk to me too much. They want to bust at me for doing things that were dumb. And at the time, I didn't understand. <laughs> right. But band class, I could be dumb, but I had a saxophone around my neck and I was thinking and I was learning. And so I'm just so grateful for Daryl Combe and obviously every professor who put up with me. Yeah. Uh, you know, for the you know two decades to follow, I guess. So So would you say so once you got to the point where you were like, Okay, I'm done with this teaching thing, done with the band directing thing, like I need to do I need to do music full time, but not in not through this avenue, because for some people it works and and they do that and, and they see the, the benefit of it. But at the same time, um, you clearly saw like, OK, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I need to be touch- I need to be uh, touching more of the masses, which I know. I mean, look, y'all played for our wedding three years ago and y'all have played for countless other weddings. I mean, we saw y'all at so many weddings <laughs> that y'all just make. Y'all make people's days and, and you make things memorable. Like for our, us with, with y'all, it was phenomenal. Like seriously, we had the best time. And to me, the music it was. is it was great. Really, I remember it. Yeah. I like, it's what makes it, what makes it a party, you know, like it makes it a fun time and a memorable experience for people. So how did you get to that point of like saying, okay, like this is what I'm doing. I'm starting this band. And like, this is where we're going to go with this. You know, uh, as you were describing, you know, as you were asking the question, I was thinking to myself, man, I don't know how to tell her that none of those things happened. Not a single one of them. <laughs> not, not, 
I would have preferred that. Um, that's not how it works. Okay. Or at least it's not how it's worked for me. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, it's crazy. I didn't, I, though I've been doing the sold out or the sold out, sold out for 21 years. Wow. Um, 21 years. Yeah. yeah. First time we ever assembled was in March of 2020. Um, I mean, that's 2020, Two, Jesus, 2000, 2000, yeah. 2000, March of 2000, we first gathered and I didn't know if that, that circus was ever going to see the light of day again. Mm-hmm. It just, and, and so, but by continuing to just work on it, it wasn't even a career for me at first. It was, I was trying to do the safe route, playing it safe. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's such a relevant theme for me, especially, you know, talking to my dad, as I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. the world has changed. And, and so when I look back at how things unfolded for me, I was doing this professionally. I was, I was own sold out doing all this. And I still had a day job up until 2016. Wow. I did not realize that. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that, and I didn't realize it. And thankfully uh, no one told me, but that's, that's very difficult. It, it, yeah. Um, yes. Someone tried to tell me once, someone told me once it was difficult and I was so angry because I thought that they just weren't trying. The truth is, is that, you know, it's, it wasn't that not everyone can do it because it's, it is a, a pressures on the family. Mm-hmm. You know, trust me, I am not the dad at the PTA that relates to anyone there. Um, the cool thing is, is that my kids, for most of their life, they they knew dad as the guy to put on a tie. And I was in sales and I did all kinds of things and had had a really great career, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in different industries. It wasn't the it wasn't this, hey, I think if I do this and I carry the one and I do all these sort of things and wear this suit sold out will instantly become the source. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it, it was a choice. You know, in 2016, my life changed. Went through a divorce uh, to, from my first marriage. Um, and, and, and at that point in time, it was like, okay, man, boy, you sure hell went all in for sold out. Yeah. And, and, and not that I made a choice one way or the other, it's just the lifestyle didn't work mm-hmm. for and that's, and that's, is what it is. But I made, I was at a crossroads and I moved into this little, little townhouse in Lafayette and starting my life over. And I remember two weeks after I got there, we had the great flood of 2016. Yes. Do you remember all that? Yes. Remember that? Yep. I, that's when I graduated undergrad. So yes, no, I do remember that. Yeah. That was two weeks after I got my first new place in my new life. Wow. Right. That I was going to pursue. I didn't know if. I didn't know what I was going to do, um, you know, and so, and I, you know, when you're going through that, you, you, you start to think, Hey, if I could rebuild my life from this point on using the, 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 what I've learned, maybe, maybe I can stop a fatal flaw in what I do and who I am with my entire world, instead of hiding and being a weekend warrior, I'm a rock star. No, I'm this. The truth is, is I started to make a decision that I'm still dad. Even if I do that, I can be, I can do the right things because I've been doing the right things up to this point. You know, those are the things we tell ourselves. 
And during the flood, sold out equipment was in a trailer parked behind this townhouse. There was three feet of water that day. Mm. And, uh, and I remember I, I, I doing everything I could to make sure the trailer yeah. was up and the water was up through the door. And, and I was thinking that everything in there was going to be destroyed. And I remember thinking that, hey, and, I, and look, I'm a man of faith. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not an optimist, but I'm a man of faith. Mm-hmm. I believe in God. And I believe he has a plan for me. And good Lord knows it. it's not because of me. All the people that try to help me are still like, try to help me. It's, it's, I remember thinking he's punishing me for not being a good anything. I chose this music thing and I took it too far. And, and I remember telling myself, I was like, if you want to take God, if you want to take everything in that trip, mm-hmm. fine, take it, take all of it, take everything I got left. Yeah. And I said, and I, I remember it was just being a very difficult time. And, and I remember the next morning I called my dad when the water came down. I didn't want to open the trailer because I thought a fish or an otter or something <laughs> would flop out of it, you know? And when we opened the trailer, it was completely dry. Oh, thank God. <laughs> water to the middle of the door. Yeah. There's nothing to explain to me why water didn't get water didn't seep through this was not yeah this is not and i took it at that moment as that god left me this stuff he's let me have it for the last you know up 10 years whatever it was that point 16 years at that point and i thought maybe i was only in it for 10 years and he was coming to get those six years i went too long Mm -hmm. and i was a terrible father terrible husband terrible everything when that was spared i said you know what i see you and I started to look at it and say the most constant presence in my life up until that point is, you know, there was financial disasters in 2008. There was this and this time. There's all these bad things that happen right. to people in these safe jobs. Yeah. Now we've seen the world change. And what is a safe job? <laughs> there, There is none. <laughs> there is none. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, you start to look at those things as a musician and, and you start to say, well, you know what? Since the world's not going to change, I'm going to do as good as I can and do better. And I will force success. And that doesn't work either. But it was worth it. And today, today it, it's amazing, the people that we touch. And I, and I appreciate yes. your kind words, too. Like, it's funny because people think musicians are all about one thing. It's always like one thing. I don't know where people came up with this. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, all musicians want is insert stereotype here. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. And and when you and, and so I really, really thought, you know, that I want to change that. You know, um yes. so yeah. So sorry to be so long-winded, but like no, that was fin- I am. Yes, that I'm was fantastic. And, and, yeah. Yeah, I don't apologize yeah. for who I am and what I do anymore and really start to accept that. Hey man, you don't have to hide in the shadows anymore. Yeah. So like you could be 100% yourself. Yeah. I mean, and it took, it did take you going through those trials and tribulations and and having those thoughts for you to, 
to come out brighter yeah. on the other side, you know, and for you to realize. Uh, yeah, the, the thought, you know? yeah, the thought, yeah, the thoughts beforehand were not nearly as bright, but the the drive and the determination yeah. and that, you know, you just start to kind of trust that gut after, you know, so many years in life, and you know, you just got to take your chances. And I realized that when you're only gambling on the odds, I mean, that sure doesn't you don't really put a lot of odds on yourself. Yeah. Yes. Seriously. And then and. And it took for you to get there, for you to realize, like, okay, like, now is the time for me to do this and for me to yeah. trust that God has a plan. Because, look, I mean, none of the equipment. Seriously. Like, I totally, I would have been freaking out just nothing, as no, much as you. Yeah, I would have been freaking out. I like, was. no way. No way this is possible. Yeah. So, that yeah. is amazing. And, and, and it, it is. It's a cool story, but it's real. And it's actually kind of the cornerstone of what what I built my career on, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, I'm 46. And when I think back to the young man mm-hmm. that started sold out, I probably would have fired, I would fire that person today. Wow. If he was in this group. Really? Absolutely. So you were, you were what, 25 when you started sold out? 25, 25 years old. My, my oldest son, his name is Hunter. He is now a professional barber. But he was a baby. He was born one month before that very first. Wow, show. that's crazy. So, so like I'm his, 26, so like I could just I could just about imagine like starting something up like this. You know, that's yeah. It, it, and it's and, and it wasn't this by I drew a, a blueprint. It was just trial and error every weekend. Yeah. For, for 20 years, and 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 we laugh and we have so many stories and. And so, and, and I don't know, I just, I, I, I keep asking myself, well, why the hell, why, why, why does this happen? Why are we doing this? And I think it's because I feel like I'm doing my very best to be dad, to be a band leader, to be mm-hmm. a musician, be a friend. And that the partitions that we keep from people, that we keep ourselves safe. Mm-hmm. Like we put these partitions up, like you're you're my work friend and you're my best right. friend, and you're yep. and we and and we do that in the best interest of the people we're trying to protect. Yeah, I know that I thought I was, and I'm starting to understand that you don't have to do that. No, Mm-mm. everybody, yeah, every I, whatever I need to be for these folk, the people that work with me, that play music with me, my kids, my friends. Look, let's accept it. I'm still doing the music thing, guys. Yeah. I'm still doing the little music thing. The difference is, is that the little thing, everyone knows it's not it's not little anymore. Right. You know? Yeah, it's I, not. That's what I'm saying. So, like, what little? I'm like, what little thing? Because <laughs> I mean it well, it is. It, I mean it, it it's but there's been growth, like you said. Like if you would have had, you know, the former version of you, you'd have, you'd have been like, okay, no way, you know? And so I probably would have ran him off if I ran that that show then. Right. But it's it's but at the same time i look back and i'm glad i made some of the decisions i made obviously there's some i wish i would have taken back Mm -hmm. um but i think that when we came to the pandemic i think for me that was the these ideas ran in my head you know about the flood and where i was headed Mm -hmm. but i never once thought where what have you done for you yeah like like it's like it's not like I said, hey, I'm gonna build a Google band and and everybody's gonna love sold out and every day it's gonna be easy. 
Right. No. Right. I, I wanted to make it something great that I was proud of. And I and I wanted other people to be proud of. And yeah. you should be because because of I mean the success, you know, like you really should I be am, so proud. I I am, you know, twenty one years later and I and I I tell Bryce this a lot, our clients in general that I run into. Twenty one years, and I can tell you we've had so many just great lineups. And when I say lineups, I mean, you know, guys like Jared Price, you know, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's great. Um, Blake Gidry, our keyboardist, yep. 13 years. You know, we've had guys come in this group, made huge impacts, and then they move on, right? Right. And it's always unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And and I think the pandemic was kind of like the great equalizer mm-hmm. in terms of you know, I think people let things go. We started to look at things differently. I know I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so over the years, I, I stopped looking at it as, oh, well, the best lineup was this year and this year. The best lineup is the one that we're currently working with, like our prime lineup, as we call it. It's amazing because we went through the pandemic together. Right. Yeah. You know, and and <laughs> yeah. that and that and that really opened up I think all of us individually yeah as to man not only do we do this for a living because most of sold out does play professionally for a living Mm -hmm. it is what they do um if it's not what they do it is the bulk of what they do right and while they may have some other side hustles uh whatever careers even it's important Mm -hmm. and that's been for years they thought hey just like you as a nurse or someone to teach her, hey, safe jobs. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I we mean, we never yeah. had a safe job. We never had a safe job. So we went into it knowing that. So then pandemic, exactly. it, the pandemic was actually on our 20 year anniversary. Wow. Yeah. That's so, so true. Yeah. March. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the, all of this, all of this wackiness and, 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 and stuff that I'm talking about all connects. And it sounds so zany. Um, but it's such, it's my story and I'm proud of it. And, and so, you know, 2016, obviously this becomes, Hey, I'm turning the key. As I call it, I turned the key and made it. How far can this machine go? Right. When it doesn't have limitations. Yeah. Cause when I tell you my wife, when I married my wife, she told me, and I remember telling her just point blank, this is what I do. I know that you're like third generation. Mm-hmm. But I'm a but I'm a new generation kind of idiot. <laughs> I need to tell you in no uncertain terms. Right. This is who I am, and this is what I do. And she says, "Why are you telling me that?" And I said, "Because I thought I had to." She said, "You never will." Yeah, like you had to defend, like you had to defend what you what what your livelihood is, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. And but and, and so you know, four years removed from that, and and things are great, mm-hmm. and. On March 14th, 2020, we played a wedding in Baton Rouge. And that was the last time that that band would play together for what felt like an eternity. Yeah. yeah. Um, Especially when you used we to play were, multiple times a, a weekend, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Safe job. Yeah. So we finished the wedding in Baton Rouge. And on Monday morning, there was all this talk about things shutting down. And I had 17 weddings. Oh, my God. <laughs> that went yeah um the pandemic was not was not 
welcome. You know, <laughs> no. it was hard for me. It was very difficult for me. And I, and I do want to share my story. If you don't mind me, I, I yeah, no, I, ab- absolutely. Yeah, no. no, definitely. Okay. I mean, share all, all that you want to talk about it. Well, obviously it brought you to, to this new thing that you're doing as well, because it opened it your eyes like, okay, I need to do something else, but clearly still with music, you know, that always been in the background driving force, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Heidi, I have to tell you, I have to commend you yet again for making a suggestion that sounds absolutely reasonable and plausible that someone would say, hey, it's a pandemic. I'm going to do this. I wish I would have gone into it better. It was panic. It yeah. was fear. It was no conscious. I was angry. Yeah. And um, I was upset. And, and and meanwhile, in the industry that I'm in, musicians and obviously wedding vendors, they're at odds. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of animosity and a lot of loss so my wife jessica who i think the more i talk about these things the more i'm like jesus how amazing so she in an effort to not let me panic or lose sight of what's important Mm -hmm. she says hey why don't you take all this music crap that's bothering me over here and we go move it into the garage and you can build like a little studio so you can practice and get rid of all those studio projects that you never have time for. I was like, hey, that's cool. That'll that'll keep me busy for like a week or two. Yeah. <laughs> and and I and I did and I and I really scoffed at the notion. I was like, you can't turn a garage into a studio. Hmm. There's me today, live <laughs> from my garage studio. <laughs> Um, it's actually my second one. Yeah. So, and, but what happened in that garage is that for the first time in 20 years, Dave Muto found out what it was like to be by himself Mm -hmm. as a musician. See, while I was in that studio in those dark days early on thinking, is music ever going to happen again? How much can I sell these horns for? Um, you know, Mm -hmm. then another, you know, 37 weddings, 52 weddings lost. Oh my God. And I was in this, and I was in this garage mm-hmm. and, but I was playing and I was practicing and I, and I started working on things that I haven't done in a long time. Like just practice things that I did in music school and college, and mm-hmm. just blocking out the world, practicing, getting better as a producer. And, and, and obviously trying to talk to my brides and clients who they they too were going through mm-hmm. not the best of times yep so you know really the more that i would help them either find another date or an alternative location or figure out because mm-hmm. they're stressed the better i felt and the more i, I would play and 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 i was i was just really working hard and i and i in an effort for accountability. Mm-hmm. As the weeks went on and on, I had nothing else going on. Yeah. I, I said, you know what? I'm going to release an album one day to the, the date it started. That might be the only conscious statement that I made. <laughs> yeah. And I made it because I wrote it on a dry erase board that's in my studio. And I was worried that all the work that I had done would end the second they said, okay, everybody can come out now. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And I, and the more it went on, the more I realized because I did this album entirely by myself. Right. Yeah. I mean, in your garage, me, um, you, you and you and your instruments. I did. Yeah. Every every I don't play every instrument. I used a lot of uh, you know different MIDI and different yeah. studio you right. know virtual instruments. Uh-huh. But and but when I wrote when I was going through all these things and and I wanted it to be something that I was proud of for me that I finished something that I started during a time where musicians were retiring selling everything they owned yeah um and I was determined I was going to be the last one and I remember telling you know my kids who have been freaking amazing my kids are amazing Mm mm-hmm No, that's okay. That's all right. Uh, no, my kids are great. Mm-hmm. And so during the pandemic, we're all home. Yeah. You know, I have teenagers. They're running all over the place. They're at that age where they don't need dad anymore. They, they don't need me as much. My youngest is 10. Mm-hmm. And, and they were all home, you know, during that whole pandemic. And dad heard me working on, on my, on my record and, they saw all the days where I was so happy to, you know, finish something and have a really good take. And there were days where I thought that this was all for nothing. Right. And I told my kids, I said, when this is done, I'm going to walk out of here with this damn CD. <laughs> well, I say CD, but yeah. with this recording, yeah. this record, this mm-hmm. compilation. Mm-hmm. And they were like, wow, dad, this, this is kind of cool. And it was the first time. So we talk about all this history and music, but my kids, for the first time, they're like, wait, dad, really? Like, that's cool stuff, dad. That's really cool. Like, dad, really? And, uh, and so that and my wife saying, listen, you're not quitting. You have terrorized us enough <laughs> with this need to, to be better. Right to and 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 i wanted you know the folks of my band so the idea you know came along that i said hey i want all this work why not why not do it live perform it live and so that's when the idea to put together a group to support my project right and who we just you know did our first i guess public outing cool and as i was putting this group together yeah when i was putting this group together it was like the more I said, I want to work, I want to have, when I started thinking about who I want to work with and who I want to create this project, mm-hmm. the Dave Mouton experience, mm-hmm. live, lo and behold, it was mostly, no, it was. And it had to be comprised of people from the sold out cast. Right. And when I say cast, it's because... Yes. Do we, currently we have 10 performing members on stage, 10 to 11. Mm-hmm. But do you know that of that 10, it's made up of a network of about 40 to 50 of some of the most talented, amazing human beings. And, you know, those are the guys that, that have been there forever. Right. You know, we've had, yeah. you know, 40, 50 folks, musicians, some for just a weekend, some for several years and move on. And it's really, a, it's, it's a network. Uh, so one of the things that 
came into the experience is I wanted to work with those same people. And as luck would turn out, you know, I started to realize that maybe I wasn't selfish for wanting, a, you know, to continue a career in music. You know, maybe I wasn't, maybe this is what I was intended to do. Maybe that trailer wasn't destroyed mm-hmm. for a reason. Absolutely. So, and so it seems like every four years, there's some tragedy. So in 16, I flood. In 2020, there was a pandemic. Pandemic. As I, yeah. Oh, God, you know, I don't so, want to know what's coming in 2024. <laughs> I don't, well. I don't want to know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't either. I don't either. But I know this much. It, it had a lot to do with preparing and, and, mm-hmm. and knowing that, hey, what can I do if I didn't, you know, if I can do this, can I do that? It's about pushing the envelope um and challenging not for competition um the pandemic was leveled the playing field yeah no longer was this band and rival gangs and all these people talking it wasn't right. it was just a bunch of people with instruments that had nowhere to go yep um and so whenever we had so many weddings to to cover ground with whenever they look at Sorry about that. Oh, totally. My, my totally iPad died. My iPad died. We, I'm so sorry. Don't worry. Here at What's Up Rock Store, we know all about the technical difficulties. I, well, I well, promise. That's it's, a first, it's like the first season for you. I'm sure there's technical difficulties. This is like the first Zoom meeting I actually gave a damn about. So it's, <laughs> you know, it's cool. So I'm not sure where where the hell I was mumbling at. Well, but, well, but, it well it was a know. good intersection into what is this new thing called for you that that you're doing, and and sure. so is it separate what, from sold out? You know, even though it includes former um, former cast. Sure. So, and and it's kind of it, it's kind of a twofold question, and the reason why I wanted to set it up is that when I was looking to say, hey, who do I want to tour? Like, who do I want to promote my project with? Yeah. You know, obviously it was. It was hands down. I was like, oh, I wanted sold out, you know, alums. And it just happened to be that because of the skill sets or the vibe, whatever it was. And it dawned on me as I was trying to reschedule all these weddings. And, you know, it dawned on me that over the years, these 20 years that I've been able to do this. And I talk about these great people and musicians and they are and and they're my friends. and, and, And I look back and I'm like, wait a minute. I bet that they value this experience as much as I do. Yes. You know, because I'm still in contact with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. For some of them, the ship maybe has sailed. They don't want to, you know, gig anymore. Yeah. I get that. There are some guys out there, though, that, that you know, now they're at a position that they'd love to take on some things. So I'm real particular about what is sold out, right? Mm-hmm. You know, from quality, you know, I want it to be the same vibe and to be in it is to understand where we're coming from. Um, so I said, you know what? We have enough great guys that we, if we needed to, we can create sold out with all the faces and, and, and the vibe of the folks that you see all week in and week out. Mm-hmm. We can do it in Lafayette. We can do it in New Orleans yeah. at the same time. And obviously that makes me make some difficult choices sometimes. Yeah. And, and as, and, and this is not something that, you know, we want to see as the norm, but it's kind of my way at least of 
helping using what we've earned and I think what we've done a great job of protecting over the last 20 years and using it towards to help others that went through rescheduling. It's not so we can do twice as many shows. It's so that if we need to, can be where we need to be, need to be. without, yeah. yeah. And it makes a lot of sense. And, and with my project, it's, it's, it's different music, but it can easily be transitioned into that. And, mm-hmm. and obviously these ideas are continuously evolving. And what makes me so happy is that I think I was able to finish my record thanks to the support of my, you know, my family. Mm-hmm. Um, my son is my light technician he's my audio video director my daughter who is 16 grace Mm -hmm. she is my publicist awesome yeah i don't neither one of us know anything about being publicists however (laughs) but she's great and and she helps me to bridge the gap between you know facebook is for you know people like me and you old people people (laughs) with kids you know but there's a world out there that thinks that there's some old people that are whack yeah. out there or they don't know what's up does she put you on tiktok because i still i will not i can't do it like no way i wouldn't I, know what to do well i'm i'm intimidated by it but <laughs> i'm I'm, ta- I'm tackling it but my 10 year old daughter and my daughter grace mm-hmm. they help me navigate tiktok pretty good um and i think it's cool i think that I think that this isn't like what I have to say, I guess, when I'm in a live show with whether it be my project, the Dave Mouton experience Mm -hmm. is to tell people, hey, man, I get it. Like, I understand that you guys think that saxophones only for this type of music and it's only for jazz, you know, Mm -hmm. no, it's it's just. It's an instrument and people love to see it. They love to hear it. Mm -hmm. And, And to me, I express myself better with it in my mouth then I will if given the free will to speak to speak about right it, yep yeah it, yes. it says the things that I don't or maybe shouldn't always say and think and and I realized that after you know all these years of playing with sold out that's what it is that mm-hmm. keeps that that vibe going together is that this is cool and that all of this can be taken away yeah um you know, not always because of something, some global pandemic. It might be mm-hmm. because, you know, maybe we're just not able to anymore. Right. And so I feel like I'm on the wrong side of this. Um, and I do feel like I have a long way to go. So I want to do as much as I can while I feel like the morale and the conditions are right. I think people want to be culturally challenged again. Yeah, ab- you know, absolutely. I cannot tell I, you how really much do. I miss concerts and music experiences in general. That I'm willing to go to anything and everything <laughs> to 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 get I, I just get, get back to music again. I mean, like concerts were my happy place, uh, you know, 100. percent And and um, what you said about how like you can speak better with the saxophone in your mouth. Like for me, there's things that I can do with writing a certain song or, or performing or playing like at church or just even at at my house and posting it for other people to see or hear than what I could have said in words, just me speaking, you know? And so this is an avenue that with podcasting right now to like get the word out about 
my ideas that swim around in my brain, but also at the same time, you know, uh, publicize those like, like you that, you know, are, are doing awesome things. Like you're a rock, you are a rock star. Hello. Uh, but you are a rock star <laughs> at what you do, um, as far as music goes, but now, uh, Thank just you. in general, like with, with what you've done with your life, you know, you know, and I appreciate you feeling that way. <laughs> um, that is, that is high praise and I appreciate it. And, and, and really it's, you know, I, I, when I saw you launch the, the podcast, I was like, Oh my God, that is so cool <laughs> because like that is a medium and, and an avenue that I just absolutely just adore. And I love the fact that you're doing this. And then well, you and you, you come from a small town, middle yeah. of nowhere, and in the same state. And and we have to do more, I think, sometimes as artists or people that are entrepreneurs mm-hmm. or people that in that are trying to build a career based in and around the culture that we have here in Louisiana. Yeah. Yes. And and and, and it's great to be able to say, hey, here's our little piece of Louisiana, and this is what we're doing down here. Mm-hmm but we don't realize how far away we are from where these things happen. Yeah. So maybe we don't get there. Maybe we don't ever say, Hey, we're from Louisiana and we're doing amazing things down here in this hot, swampy, Mm -hmm. miserable area that, you know, that you guys probably don't see all the time. Right. I want to bring something positive to my area. um, But I want people to be proud of me. I want, I want people that in my community, uh, Thibodeau Homa was like my adopted home. When right. I moved yeah. there. Yeah. I moved there, you know, really? and I didn't know anybody. Oh yeah. I'm a transplant. And let me, and <laughs> I got a, a, a really cool, you know, Thibodeau story. And, and it was, I was from Lafayette and I didn't know where Thibodeau even was. I thought I was moving into a swamp. Oh my God. No. And <laughs> I did. Oh, look. And I remember that first trip to the Rouse's epidermis market. That's what they call it. <laughs> Yeah, there's the Rouse's, the epidural market. <laughs> Go over there, and I was, and I went into the the Epicurean market. And I love people at Rouse's, I really do. Yeah. And and I walked in, and I was going to pick up some deli deli meat for a mm-hmm. sandwich. I'm moving, I stuff in boxes. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. And this little old lady says, "You tried that turkey they got on sale?" See, in Lafayette, they don't they don't usually have those sort of conversations at no. the deli counter, right? But oh yeah, she said, have you tried? I said, no. And she says, give me a piece of that ham. <laughs> Whatever it was. I didn't, and, and, she, and she took it and she threw it in my mouth. She said, it's good, huh? And I remember thinking, I'm going to like it here. <laughs> because, because it was real, real genuine. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think that that was the soil that helped. I say sold out was born. Right. You know, on that Lafouche Parish in, in the out of the way places. And so that's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a lot of I have a lot of love for that area. So I love you. it. I love it. So actually, speaking of Lafouche Parish down the bayou in general. Um, so our wedding was down the bayou. It was, it was. a hurricane in April on April 14th, <laughs> 2018. I just want to let y'all know they didn't classify it as a hurricane, but it was. OK, just really just, it, it. It was horrible. <laughs> Do you want to hear something really just funny that pulls all of this stuff that you just said and everything we just talked about full circle what? to blow your mind? <laughs> your wedding uh-huh. 
on your wedding day. Your wedding day, we it was one of two weddings that we would perform that day. Yes, I did know it that. Was a, it was. And I, I actually had two of my children that were there with us working. My two oldest boys were there that day uh-huh. at your wedding as we left to go to another wedding that was equally stressed over the the weather the conditions weather. Mm-hmm. and that evening's wedding was was also another success and what i'm saying is that everything that i do even though we try to partition this is my music business this is my real career this is my marriage this is my children mm-hmm. the more i keep trying to do that right i'm just going to stop trying to keep straightening out the bookcase you know you do these things melodically i gotta make sure everything's straight yes and why don't we just take all these stupid books we don't read and we fight with all the time off the shelf and make it work that is a great analogy serious it is a great analogy like to be able to say that this part of your life it 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 goes with everything and it's something that goes around with everyone like you know, something for me. Yeah, I'm a nurse practitioner. Okay. Yeah. I, I work in healthcare, but I'm also a musician. I'm also now a podcaster, um, a singer songwriter. Right. I'm a mom. Like why, why do we only say certain things to certain people or try to keep it separated whenever it's a part of you and you're this all the time. Right. Right. Yeah. You're at, you get it. You yeah. absolutely get it. Yeah. And see for some people, like, I know that when, if you said that sentence to most people mm-hmm. and when I, and you say, well, I'm, I'm a nurse practitioner, I'm a musician, I'm a circus performer, I'm an <laughs> astrologist, I'm a zebra. And then you can go on and on and on. Yeah. And, 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 and I know, cause I, I used to, I used to feel like this in, in, in my head, I'm thinking this person's saying, why don't you grow up and get a real job? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And <laughs> And I look at it today and I look at my kids and my teenagers and then they all, some are in the workforce and some of them are young entrepreneurs and they're mm-hmm. doing that because they watch dad do it. Yeah. And they get a chance, what they get is the chance that I did to go into it, maybe a little more intelligently than, yes. you know. Because they had someone to model old, off yeah. of, like they, they looked yeah, up to you badly, as a role model. Right. Badly. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter yeah. if I did things bad or good. It, it, it just, it was a lesson. And I, and I do feel as they get older, my, my children at least, that they realize that dad just wasn't just going, jump around on stage and eating people's, you know, eating at people's weddings. Right. Yeah. Just because, <laughs> just because he didn't want to be home with you. The chance, right. the truth is, is that, you know, they get it. They're yeah. like being mad at you, dad, for being gone on a fright for the weekend mm-hmm. for to play and perform, mm-hmm. you know, all, you know, and do some really cool things. They realize now that it's no different than when you go to work at right. the hospital as a nurse practitioner, mm-hmm. or you're on this podcast right now. Right. I think that we need to let our kids know that what we do isn't in spite of them, but we do it for them. For them. Oh, I, that was gold. Gold couldn't have said better. <laughs> seriously, seriously, no, really, yeah. That way, you know, to be an ex- to be an example of like to show that like what's actually possible to do as long if you put your mind to it. Yeah, you know, you notice there's more people out out there, and, and social media is 
you know, I do a lot of side, I also have side hustle. I'm a social media marketer and I mm-hmm. do influencing and yeah. create content. And I, and, and I can't help but notice that sometimes people think that when people are doing great things or good things with their life, that they got it all together. Man. People look at me sometimes and they think, right, oh, this guy's like, the, he's the sold out. He's the mastermind behind sold out. I mean, behind sold out. I really feel like Elmer Fudd behind <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. Right. Um, I do, but yeah. I don't want them to know that. Right. I don't want them to know that. But when I see people that are doing good things, like I see you, when you did the podcast, I think I messaged you like immediately like within two minutes. You did. Right. You did. Because but I'm so glad you did because this conversation is great. <laughs> oh, cool. So like, I wanted to, like, I want to put a shout out. And it's weird because sometimes social media, it's so big, mm-hmm. you lose sight. Yeah. You know, and, and and we lose sight of the big picture and we assume that everybody knows everything. Social media will show people things, not because they want to show you your friends are doing well. They want to show you things to, to purchase. They want to show you a wide range of what's happening in the area. Mm-hmm. But really check on your friends that you think are doing great. They may not be. May not be. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, and, and so, and for me during the pandemic, my social media presence was 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 about as good it just depended on how awful things felt i knew that when i when i when i'd share progress from my my album mm-hmm. or we were gracious enough to have a show mm-hmm. uh occur right that we thought would have been lost forever um yeah those are when i said hey i'm okay yeah you know and so you know check on everybody and let them know that hey you're doing a great job yeah. I think if more people were encouraging people to do great things yep. instead of instead of not saying anything on social media and 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 making ridiculous assumptions or yep. and I'll give you one of them and mm-hmm. and, it, and it actually upset me it's, it's crazy when I started to market like the Dave Mouton experience which is yeah. really more smooth jazz geared mm-hmm. it's n- it's not designed to be against but working conjunction with sold out right something i you know helped you know to create and hold you know this umbrella and there were people out there that are like telling clients oh have you heard dave mouton's left sold out Uh uh-uh dave yeah and 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 i had to i laughed at first because it's silly but it hurt because because as i mentioned earlier my oldest son was born a month before. Yeah. He's the oldest. Sold out is number two. Right. I guess in the birth order. In the birth order. And then there's my yeah. son. And there's my son, mm-hmm. Ashton. Mm-hmm. I don't remember ever having to give one of them back <laughs> in exchange for. Right. Yes. So, yeah. And, 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 I'm, and so when that happens and the, the whole reason for that project is so that I get a chance to speak. And not hide in plain sight anymore. And it's an outlet for me to bring in amazing people. And yeah. it's like Saturday Night Live. And this is like a little, like if sold out is Saturday Night Live, I am like that Robert Schmeigel <laughs> digital short. Yes, right? I'm the yes. funny thing you can't wait to see. <laughs> right. You know, I'm like, I'm like the ambiguous <laughs> gay duo or some some classic SNL 
digital, digital short. Right. Yeah. I get that's well, what the name Muzong experience is. At the same time, too, I mean, like you have clearly the, all this creative energy that you you needed to put it into something else. Like you don't have to play one kind of music for the rest of your life. I mean, look, like I was no. in a rock, I was literally lead of a rock band and now like I, but I also on the side wrote Christian music. So you don't have to always do the same thing. No, you don't. And that, and that is, that is true. Like for mm-hmm. me as a musician, I guess at this stage of, I guess my career, um, you know, I, yeah, sold out. It's a ton of fun. I love doing it. I love the people and I love all it goes with performing live. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm a performer mm-hmm. and, and I do enjoy it because I like making, I like seeing people be like happy, entertained. Right. right. Um, I love seeing the joy in people's faces when they, when they just feel special. Yes. Right? That's what yeah. Soda kind of does. Mm-hmm. And, it, and we do it because we are on stage making one another feel special. Yeah. And, and that's really what it is. So the debuto experience really feels like that. It's just on a smaller scale, scale. Mm-hmm. but it also gives me an opportunity to work with, uh, there's a DJ here in Lafayette named DJ RJ Prima at he and I started working on some EDM and saxophone collaborations that oh, are being what? streamed, you know, to, to the UK. That um, is legit. That is yeah, legit. Yeah. Yes. It's cool. That's it's very so cool. West coast. It's like West coast, but we're doing it here in Gulf coast. Nice. And, and so we're working on that stuff. You know, I've got, you know, a number of different little projects that are, that are just little offshoots mm-hmm. working with different musicians that were from sold out and, and and moving forward. And so I guess the point of this big, crazy, I guess, aha that I had mm-hmm. in 2020 was that sometimes as musicians or as people, mm-hmm. artists, creatives, mm-hmm. we, we, we're so hard on ourselves. Yes. We, we, we push ourselves, we, we push ourselves to impossible expectation mm-hmm. because we feel like people expect that from us. Yes. Yep. And the reality that. is, the reality is, is that they, they don't, they don't. Yeah. They just want us to, they just want, they just want us to like live up to our end of the deal. And, and that's why when I did my record, I needed a date. I needed to say March 16, because that is the date that it started. And a mm-hmm. year later, I was better because of it. Because of it. And, wow. and, and, and now, and, and it continues to be something that motivates me and drives me. And, and so far, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. So, and, and, and it's crazy. Locally, I'm here in Youngsville, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I currently have more followers in, you know, on Spotify in Canada than I do in my own town. Wow. So, yeah, that should tell you about the reach that we have that we have tell me more about this powerful reach of our culture yeah yeah you know here in louisiana if you're a musician you better be good because everybody here is a musician. everybody here's a musician yeah and they also happen to be a critic yep <laughs> so you know it, you know but really i think those days are, are really are behind us i really do I think musicians and artists, I talk to musicians locally all the time. And I'm always like, listen, guys, make sure that you're delivering the best product. Make sure it's genuine. 
I don't yeah. think we can go in. I don't think, I, I think the days of I can play Brown Eye Girl and I can play Boogie Shoes, I can play Mustang Sally sounds like the soundtrack to I want to eat a taco. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> as much as I, as much as I want to challenge the status quo in, in of everyone to expect and be open to new, you said something earlier about live music. Mm-hmm. You said you miss live music. You miss the experience. Yeah. I have yet to hear somebody say, man, I miss live music. I really can't wait to hear Mustang Sally again. No one ever said <laughs> no that. No one ever said that. But, and it's cool. It's nothing against Mustang Sally or Wilson Pickett. It's just about what do we want as musicians? Mm-hmm. Give them something that they're going to want yeah. to go see, want to support. Yeah. You know, and then maybe they'll stop saying, they'll stop giving you the, yeah, bro, we might pass by. Yeah. Yep. Tell there me what is. great concert. Let me ask you a question. Let yeah. me ask you a question, Heidi. Name one great concert that you went to that you was just passing by. Mm, mm, no, none, 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 none. <laughs> no. <laughs> so let's so let's stop playing and performing for the people that are only interested in passing by. Mm. And and it's a tall order, and I know it, but I'm not going anywhere, and I'm stubborn. I'm funny, I think, and oh, you are. I think you are. I think I think <laughs> I've got, and I think I have just enough talent to not get myself in trouble. But I think I have a lot that can influence maybe horn players that think, "Hey, oh, done with marching band. Let me go sell my trumpet at the pawn shop and buy a PS2." Yeah. Or you know, that's what yeah. a lot of kids do. Yeah. That instrument is every bit as important as guitar. You got drums, you got guitar. Yeah, yeah. You got If you could play one of a horn instrument, a saxophone or a wind instrument, I imagine you'd have those hanging on the wall too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just- You play an instrument? Do I, you play? What? A, a wind Do instrument? Do you play a, a wind instrument? No. I okay. know how- con- <laughs> I know how to blow properly into a flute because my mom was a flute player. That is the only reason why I know. And that's about wow. it. Wow. Yeah. I can't even do that. Oh, okay. Well, like I know I know how to do that just because she taught me how to do that. But as far as like the buttons and what to do, no, no way. No. I wouldn't know what to do well, for a second. Well. <laughs> but guitar and piano, different story, you know. And then well, the drums for are for my husband and um the bass. I don't know if I have a bass that you can see, but he played he actually taught himself how to play bass too and drums. So we just luckily music. So you got a cool, so you got a cool little setup on oh, that yeah. end too. So you can do all kinds of cool stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. listen, I wish you the absolute best of luck. Thank I, you. I love what you're doing. I love that you're doing it from an area that really is kind of like my adopted home. And, and, and so I'm so gracious for having me and talk about just these crazy things that sound when I say them out loud, almost insane. Yeah. That I get the opportunity to say that, but I'm blessed and, yes. you know, So thank you for having me. Let me share my story. So how can people find you on social media? How can people find the album? We want to know all that. Sure, sure. I uh, I will have some. I'll send you some things. Actually, Um, you can go to my Facebook page. It's under the Dave Mouton Experience. Okay. Um, It's not. uh, It's not a my departure vehicle for sold out. It's just something that that you know. um, So you can see you know where we're going to be there cool. um and the and the response has been absolutely 
positive, like more than I could really ever have really expected. Mm -hmm. It's funny because locally nobody knows. Right. But maybe that's because if they knew about it, they could turn away because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it's different. Yeah. It's different. It's different. Maybe it maybe it should be just something that should come with a disclaimer. So, you know, whether it be sold out or Day Mouton experience, they can find out all that stuff uh on sold out's website. Um, okay. You know, social media, Instagram. Okay. All those things. So and there's a lot of things that are really moving right now. So uh, you know, I can't wait to announce some of the things that are upcoming. So it's awesome. great. And awesome. Yeah. So it's very, very good. Well, I have to. I have loved this conversation so much. Getting to talk I again hope I was not with you. So long-winded. No, not no. Seriously, do not be wow. worried about that at all. Yeah. Like, no, this was fantastic. I think you said a lot of positive things that people, um, both working in a, like a a corporate type job, but also creatives that are maybe looking to do it full time, but also people that do both like me, you know, that we work a job every day, but at the same time we do our fun extracurriculars on the side. You know, I, I think you said definitely a lot of positive things. Um, also for people that have families too, like you, you know, so I, I, uh, and clearly I it's wish a, I could it's a driving oh, force for you, you know? I, yeah, I, I really wish I could start a support group for musicians who, who are fathers and husbands and really, really don't want to be that guy, you know? Yeah. And when I say that guy, it might be someone who, who made a mistake. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I want musicians to understand that, hey, man, you don't have to be you don't have to sacrifice one for the other. Other, yep. You know, and, and it's just, and look, I'm not very good at it sometimes. I admit it, but I try really hard. And I think that's what people, and I think relationships and families, I think that's what my kids, I think, realize now. That, you know what, yeah, he was going a lot. Man, he sure as hell tried like hell. Yeah. Um, I would drive, yeah, I would, I would leave a, a show and drive back to a baseball tournament straight from Jackson, Mississippi. And I mm -hmm. never missed the first pitch. I never missed a baseball game. I never missed a birthday party. Mm -hmm. um, the stuff that really matters. I was there yeah. and, and it, and it never, and it would never have stood in my way. Right. Um, and now <laughs> my son's a Ashton who works with sold out. He's our light guy mm -hmm. and our drum tech. He plays bass, he plays drums. And he says, Hey dad, you tired of doing this yet? <laughs> I said, uh, no. He said, how would you feel if like when you're ready to hang it up, if I just kind of like came in and did what you do, but like just kept on doing it. Mm -hmm. I said, I think that that would make every tragedy, every, everything I ever went through worth it. Worth it. Yeah. To know that you who understands mm -hmm. what it means to your dad and that this is like a sibling to you. And if you want to assume that role yeah. as yours, I, nothing would make me prouder. Yeah. Um, and if that's the road he chooses, man, I would support the heck out of him. Mm -hmm. But if it's not, it's if okay. it's not, yeah. it's okay. Because mm -hmm. that if it's meant to go on It'll that way, then it will. Mm -hmm. it Absolutely. Will. Yep. Agree.
So, so yeah, I am so happy to tell my story. It's like, and it's very transparent. I, I don't think I've ever told anyone this, some of these intimate and, yeah. and, and, and painful really, you know, yeah. uh, the process, but I'm, I'm available on Apple music. I'm on Spotify. Follow me, you know, obviously buy my single. It's called addictive love. Okay. So far I've made $4 and 36 cents. Nice. So every little bit helps more than some so people to, can say. So yes. good. <laughs> yes. Yes. And to my, my two fans in the UK, thank you so much for, <laughs> for that. But no, it, it really is. It, it's funny. It's not to be famous or to be dark or to be anything other than me. You. Yeah. And so, so thank you for giving me a place to do that. Yes. Thank, thank you for being authentic and honest. That is what we love here. And <laughs> this was, this was perfect. This was so great. I love it. Thank you so much. All right, sir. It was great talking with you, but before we, before we, before we go, okay. We have to add your song to the playlist. Okay. So. Okay. I can send it to you. All right. Okay, so yes, let's put your song on the playlist. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm gonna send this to you via messenger right now. Okay, cool. I want, and that way you can see this is actually a link to my Spotify, uh, which and and I and it's funny because I still I look at it and it's still surreal. Yeah. That wow, that's a bad idea. That really just let keep going, yeah. going all over <laughs> Spotify. No, and, and so on Spotify there are four tracks from my record. Okay. And the record is because you want soul. Okay. It's French. Okay. You can look it up. I don't want to say what it means, but you can look it up and you'll see the humor. Cool. Um, and I have a single out on Apple Music called Addictive Love. Cool. Um, yeah, these this this project was just something very cool and it, it it stopped me from maybe doing things that were harmful or less productive. Less productive, or, yeah. Yeah. Or in the best in the best, you know, relief for my mental health. Yeah. And I think that in musicians, you know, as you know, have reached out to me and it's very cool. Some of the notes and messages that friends that are musicians and I reached out to a lot of them while I was recording Mm -hmm. because I didn't have a producer and ain't like I had a band. Right. It's me. Yeah. And I'd send them, I'd send them little snippets and sneak pieces and say, Hey man, tell me, tell me it's okay. Mm -hmm. Tell me it doesn't suck. Yeah. And they told me, hey, it's great. Let's do this. And and I, I can't believe I haven't mentioned him earlier. Um, the person that really, I said I did it alone, but the person that probably helped facilitate this entire process to fruition is my, my friend of over 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, he's sold out sound engineer since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. He's been my best friend. His name is Dave, David Clayton. And he has, I give him production credit on the record only because he was the guy that sat down and said, Hey man, you might have something really good here if we can do this and do that. Mm -hmm. And really I wanted him to see that, Hey, look, we can, we can do this. And he's, he's been pivotal in sold out success and the sound for as long as I am. Um, so it just makes sense to have him on my project. He runs sound for the experience. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I know the combination of, of people that work for me and I love to know who they are and find more of them. Good people yep. create 
other good people. Yes. And so that mindset has, it hasn't steered me wrong so far. So yep. I'm gonna keep on doing it. So good luck to you. Though. Well, thank you. And add me on the playlist. And, and yes. when can I share this? And yes. I want to make sure I didn't say nothing stupid in there. Absolutely. No, uh, you did not. No, seriously. I, not a thing. I promise. It's going to get released on Wednesday. I'm going to just edit it all and, and release it on Wednesday. So yeah, I'll share it then for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So what Timo does send me whatever this playlist thing is. So you have a your show has a Yes. So we have like a playlist where like it's like imagine like you driving in the car, you know, like it's like the perfect day. What song do you put on the radio? And so it's ah. honestly perfect since you you know have this album now to put one of your album songs on the playlist. <laughs> It's the perfect well, yeah. plug, <laughs> you know. You know, you know. There's a there's a track that uh, it's on Spotify, and it's a, it's a cover of a Curtis Mayfield tune called "Move On Up." Okay. And uh, and I just think it's just a cool tune, um, instrumental, kind of a throwback. It feels like early '90s. Okay, I can which I can which really yep. yeah, which is really the vibe right now musically. It is ironically it enough. Is. Which is funny because that song was something that I was playing when I was a high school kid, yep. playing along with this stuff going, man, I want to play this one day. Yeah. So I really like the way the cover came out. Um, and I can't wait to you know perform that one live as intended. But in the meantime, I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing, be incredibly grateful. Mm -hmm. So I trust in myself a little bit more because man, for as much as I maybe have felt that I've, screwed up over the years uh, i've seen that fall forward mm -hmm. quite a bit yep and and so muscle memory <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm counting on that to, and, and, and getting better over the years and understanding that it's not really about me. it's it's about the experience yep. not just the day muton experience but the experience yes. of seeing artists perform and inspiring people not just musically but make them feel something again. Because it's been a long time yep. since anybody went out and felt alive. True. Or felt like the artist was being genuine yeah. or upfront. And so I just, I'm looking forward to connecting with people. So far, it's been a hell of a ride. Yeah. So thank you for having me. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. This was amazing. And um, seriously, thank you. I loved hearing your story and just how passionate you are about your family and what you do. It was great. My my family and sold out and the experience and and musicians that have befriended me and mentored me over the years my teachers mm -hmm. there's no need for partitions anymore yeah it's not about it's that is my family yeah it's all my family yeah well thank you again seriously thank you it was awesome thank you so much all right. thank you all right all right bye bye, bye. Was that combo not just it was amazing? Like getting to talk with him on that personal level and hear some, you know, some intimate stories that he's never shared with people before about his life, about music, and about realizing that ultimately, like, he has a plan in this life. Um, 
and these gifts from God that clearly he's here for a reason and made to, and he's here to make a big impact on the world. And it was so cool to hear his analogy about the partitions, right? So it's so true that we have, we try to put, um, the people we love and our friends into these different boxes when it comes to different parts of us, different parts of our personality, our different interests of ours. And it was so cool to hear him say like, you know what? No, like you need to knock these partitions down. You know, you can be the same person with all of these people. And it is so true. Why put certain things into certain boxes with others? Why can't you be just authentically yourself all at once, right? So again, I cannot thank Dave enough for coming on the show today and talking about all these different experiences and his new Dave Mouton experience. I will have all of his information on how to find him and his music in the show notes. I hope you guys check it out and we would love to hear feedback from you. I know that he would love to hear how you enjoy the music and if you need a wedding band, you know who you should hit up? Sold out. <laughs> Alrighty, y'all. Thanks again for coming to the show. Go be a rock star. Thank you so much for coming to the show. If you're wanting an encore or want to get connected, follow me on social media at Heidi Roxon. And if you vibed with the show, share it with a friend or on social media and tag me. I'd love to hear your feedback and get to hear what you're rocking in your life. But for now, go be a rock star.